0: there this is good grief by martin 100 day production we're nearly at the end of 2023 the year's nearly over and uh highly likely that you'll be starting to make your list of new Year resolutions to kick the year off maybe you're going to get fitter look at your diet connect a little bit more learn something start reading a book well, if you set out to write a list of New Year Resolutions, you probably already know. You won't keep them up. That's just not how it works. So this is an anti-New Year Resolution episode <laughs> to bring in the New Year. <laughs> Maybe you started off on the right foot. There is a great book called Atomic Habits, and it explains exactly that. How best to start new routines and bring them into your life and you slip them between other things that you do already um, automatically that that makes them a little bit more effortless but if you try and jam a whole bunch of things that you're not uh, able to sustain into your world then you won't keep it up you'll be disappointed and by the end of the month you'll be back to normal. So Highlights of My23 really has been um, putting together these uh, various categories in the Mindful table that I have been raving on about. And you'll soon find them in an app called Mindful. And they're very simple. There's actually 10 categories and they're actually laid out in alphabetical order for simplicity, but it doesn't matter. You apply any one of them into your world and it'll be a little bit better but it has been a pretty interesting year for a whole bunch of reasons 2023 rolled out was a bit of a contradiction like my creative world was um, going off the charts uh, because of all these new routines all the Enthusiasm and motivation that was uh, uh, happening in and around me um, was generating a lot of new thoughts, a lot of new creative projects, ideas, and that included the, obviously this podcast, the um, the drawings that I do, and then the collation of what's starting to become in Search of Heaven, which is a whole bunch of drawings around recovery from trauma. And um, by the way, they're not all sad. In fact, they've got a really happy, thought-provoking, upbeat, uh, uh, style about them. They're a bit cartoony, I guess. And then there's really just the, um, the development of my creative journey, which started off, actually started off to try and formulate a, a keynote speech. I had this idea that that's what I'd do. And that's actually not gone away. Um, But as I started to develop it, then I looked closer and closer at what I was doing and the habits that I was performing, or routines I should say, and I guess that was the spark from Atomic Habits, got me really thinking. And then I started to listen in about other people's um, habits, the habits of really um, effective people, and they all seem to line up. I've got a few different ones, and so I put mine all together, and I've recently listened to a... A lot of interviews uh, by Rick Rubin, who's a music producer, and also has written a a book on the creative process. The other week I was listening to John Cleese. He's got one called Creativity as well. And then there's a whole stack of other things that I get into that have supported all the other things in and around my world. I've also been asking people for um, thoughts of the day and that's been amazing because everyone's got some really nice tips thought provoking thoughts and one that came up which was given to me by a comic called Brenda you know in moments of doubt ask yourself is what I'm doing helping me and that's a really great tip for most situations I think how we react, what we do Because often we're self-destruction, isn't it? Whether it's with other friends, and we're resentful or envious, or we're just disappointed in ourselves for our behavior and the way we react off the back of that, whether it's drink or drugs or food, or just bad behavior. And then there's all the creative shit that's been (laughs) happening in and around my um, writing of comedy my open mic stand-up routines that I do around Perth and then more recently the release of Burning Ducks 2023 comedy special <laughs> a collation of my favorite jokes that I've written this year and I really love them I really do I'm really really proud of them but I think they're funny and hopefully you did if you got a copy of them otherwise you go on to um, the podcast and it's one of the more recent episodes called burning ducks we've changed the name of the podcast from good grief by martin 100 days to this is a good grief by martin 100 days production (laughs) a little bit of a variation it doesn't matter but it matters to me, I like the sound of it because it means I can use that as the umbrella to all the things that I'm doing and I haven't got to change the platform that I'm operating from uh, at Buzzsprout and and pay additional fees to do it. So that's the reason behind it. (laughs) And I can also use it to brand all my illustrations and other things that I'm doing and it just gives me some ownership I guess. Um, I really loved it eh? I really loved it I'm playing around with a stupid idea I'll share this with you So, I'm not religious and um, obviously <laughs> it's a good way to split the room start talking about religion and uh, it does uh, upset a lot of people when you rock their world when they've got a belief and I believe in the concept of a high power so how's that and so therefore you know I'm sort of on board but to be honest, my perception is reality. If I believe it, then there's a good chance that it is. So if I think I'm having a good day, I probably am. If I think I'm having a shit of a day, I probably am. So I talked to my son, Buster, who was really the catalyst for all of this creative stuff that's happening right now. Obviously, Millie really as well, my daughter. my Buster passed away on the 1st of April 2020 devastated our world and I entered a space of I can't even explain it all of us did just a black hole and over time started to uh, work my way into a little bit of light but initially I just went off and surfed (coughs) I did as much exercise as I could and I just drew copious amounts of pictures and that was a mindless sort of therapy, I guess. <clears throat> That's all I was capable of doing. Entering into conversations with people was almost—I was incapable of it. Now I don't know what happened, but it, and it's no, it wasn't an overnight success by any means. But over time, you start to develop some really good habits. So I. I monstered all the podcasts that I was listening to. I just could not stop consuming. And I found that as a really good way to turn off my mind. Now, that started my new learning. So again, just by accident, started my new learning. You know, I get into um, a book written by Stephen Kotler, or Kotler, sorry, and he's talking about the flow, when you enter flow. So what precedes flow is focus. And then when you hit a flow state, it's when you just go into that space where you know, you're know you oblivious of time. You're in there. You're loving it. It's just all the creative juices are coming up. You're, you're acting without thought. And it's a really incredible space to be. So I found myself trying to manipulate where I was at to enter a flow state. I got into a book by Jill Balte-Taylor called Whole Brain Living, and that gave me a great understanding of the different areas of our, of our brain and how they operate, <clears throat> what, what does what, and how I might best utilize my mind and my thinking to, as best as possible, sit in a joyful space where bliss and creativity and fun tends to live a little bit more than all that linear thinking that we are, we're quite used to in our Western society today. And then there's all the various sort of podcasts I listen to, Tim Ferriss' show, Whole, Whole, Whole Brain Living was a book, as I mentioned. And, that, you know, all these people have got these great interviews. Guy Roz, How I Built This, Wisdom from the Top, It just goes on and on and on. Uh, Jokes by Mark Simmons, uh, Comedian's Comedian, I was obviously trying to get into the writing process for comedy writing and you listen to people get interviewed about their expertise to tell you funny stuff. Now it's not that you're copying their material but you get a spark you know and the more you listen to the more information comes your way you start to to learn about things that you are interested in and that's been the biggest uh, Area of improvement in my life. The significant thing for me has been the meaningful connections and the reaching out to other people and making a a note of who they are on a daily basis on my mindful table. So, can you see how all these things have sort of intertwined? And that's where I've got the headings for my or the categories for my mindful table. Being active is really important. Being creative and having fun is really important for me to have a joyful life, reaching out to other people, you know, learning new things. And then resting as well, of course, that's really important for longevity, mobility. You know, stops your body from injury. I, I really enjoy being active. And what's happened is because I'm now excited about everything, and that isn't to say that I don't get sad on a daily basis, because I do, just not all the time. But with the excitement I feel I've got a a much a much I feel really lucky. So my gratitude acceptance and gratitude is right up there and i consciously refer to that as the first thing in the morning and see where i'm sitting in that and as i mentioned before in my other podcast talking about the mindful table and the mindful app that we're developing i rate each of these categories out of 10 and then i get an average daily score now notably when i'm going to work my score's a little bit down because my overall focus is on a big chunk of my days around work. That isn't to say that these other things don't come into play, because they do. But there is a a bit of a variation when I've got work. I mean, at the moment I'm on a three-week holiday, and we're really not that far into it. And so I've got another couple of weeks before I actually physically go back to work. So I've got to try and get my head in the right space to go back to that with the right attitude and and, and enjoy it. I, I do quite enjoy going to work, but it definitely affects the score on my mindful table. And it's not a bad thing. But what the mindful table has helped me do is just keep a, 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 an eye on all the key areas of focus that I think are important for me to sustain a healthy and happy life and live a more life, mindful lifestyle. So for example, if I didn't check in on these things every day, there could be a number of weeks go by before I even reached out to anybody. And then I'll go, gee, I haven't really had any meaningful conversations with anyone for a few weeks. But because I make a record of them every day, I really do think about who I really connected with each day. And what it's done, it's made my world grow. It's forced me to have conversations with with a bit more substance. And, you know, I think generally, I'm a pretty kind and caring guy, but it's made me a little bit more considerate in my listening. I'm I'm definitely not judgmental, but I really like to think that my, my routines are helping people. I don't mind if it's not many, but I I did uh, get great joy uh, seeing the um, podcast, still getting um, a level of listenership. And sometimes it's only a few people, sometimes it's hundreds, I don't care. I really enjoy doing it. I like the thought process. I like getting it out. This is a type of therapy for me as well. Gives me a bit of purpose. It's all part of the bigger picture for me in this creative journey, and it's heaps of fun. It's heaps of fun. So I'm going to share with you (laughs) a really crazy thought, and this isn't to offend anyone, it's really um, probably a, a, a routine that I was sort of playing around with over the last week or so, and it's more of a... Sort of thing that you might do with a a comedy crowd in one of our open mic um, shows that we do. Just a bit uh, controversial, really. (laughs) So, religion can split a room, as I mentioned earlier, and um, my view is that, uh, look, religion, there's a lot of them, eh? So, imagine that uh, there's been an incident. And then all the witnesses get in the stand. Now, everyone saw the same thing, but they've all got a slightly different variation of, uh, of whatever happened. And to me, that's religion. So they give a re- different religion to each one of these witnesses that got up on the stand. And that's how come we've got so many different religions. They've all got a sort of a similar sort of... You know, there's a bit of a guy in there <laughs> that's sort of driving it all. And then there's all these slight variations on how he behaves and what the rules are. Nobody fucking knows, to be honest. (laughs) So, you know, uh, it's like Chinese whispers, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's been passed down for millions of years or thousands of years. And here we are. And now we've got a stack of them. (laughs) That's religion. Now, I think you're all going to (laughs) be very disappointed when you go up those steps. And the first thing you see is a giant chocolate rabbit. First thing he's going to say to you is, what did you expect? I mean, every Easter, (laughs) I give you this subtle hint. And that big cross, that's the key to his giant rabbit hutch. (laughs) So that's it. That's when you get to heaven. There'll be a lot of cabbages and carrots up there, I reckon. (laughs) I don't know about virgins for some of you but you'll eat well a lot of healthy eating up in heaven that's what I think and I don't think heaven's much different than here I just think there's a lot of chocolate in hell and you won't be able to stop eating it I reckon all of your um, excesses will be available in hell but you won't be able to stop and so I reckon we're already in heaven quite frankly and our choices that we make determine which way we end up. So I thought that was a, 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 look, you know what? (laughs) It's it's as crazy as religion. (laughs) What I just suggested. (laughs) It's up there. It's got as much um, going for it as any religion, I reckon. Yeah. I haven't got a name for my rabbit yet, though. (laughs) But, um, yeah, believe what you want, as long as it makes you happy, gives you some purpose, and uh, just treat other people with kindness, and be considerate. But I do stress that misery likes company, so don't be a miserable fucker. Don't bore your friends being a pain in the ass. Don't play on their emotions. I, someone's trying to scam me a couple of times the last few days, and I run these events Oh, my band little Pedro, tonight we are playing at the Swan Hotel. We're putting on a free not New Year's Eve party. And we're going to knock out all the tunes that we don't normally get to play. That's been so wonderful. We've got a lovely bunch of people that play in this band and so grateful for the people that come to our show. I don't know who's coming tonight. We're not even selling tickets. We just booked the venue and just invited the world. We've reached out far and wide. Hopefully we get a good turnout. I don't care how many people come, but I guarantee that everyone that comes will be happy they did. Because that's really what this band's about. What we're trying to spread is a bit of joy. We get a buzz out of it. You know, you sit in a room with full of guys and you say, let's try this, and the next thing you've got nine people making a sound, and it all just joins together and it's just magical. And that's what being in this band, Little Pedro, is for me. My comedy community, which has been a blessing, it's taken a little while to get to know a few people. And um, like any group that you enter, you're trying to uh, find your way and after time you sort of, yeah, you just become very comfortable in the space. People get to recognize who you are. Uh, obviously the level of comedy that you can knock out, gives some people a little bit of respect for you. And otherwise they can see that you are trying hard. <laughs> <laughs> but as in all groups, there's a pecking order and there's a class system, and we don't try and buy into that. We just try and be really genuine and uh, and just uh, it, it just be. There's no arrival point. The creativity is in, and the payoff is in the action of doing it, not in um, uh, the, not arriving anywhere. That's not to say you don't have things to look forward to. So this is uh, the not New Year's Eve party tonight this is the end of 23 Good Grief by Martin 100 Days Production podcast and I hope you've all had a great year I really invite you to participate in my mindful journey and when the app's released I will invite some special people to come and uh, help me launch it that'll be fun feeling very very blessed with the people that I know who I really do think are very special so thanks to everybody for joining me along this way and please if you think any of this makes any sense and it's kind of nice if there's anybody that's lonely out there share it with them I love the thought that they might listen in a cafe or while they're making brekkie or you know when they're sitting on the road and they're a little bit lonely they just want to Bit of a pick me up. I'd like to think that my message was pretty positive. And, um, you know, everyone's got their stuff. There's some really tough things to get through out there. And no one's immune from tragedy. And everybody's hardships are real. You can be supportive. You can help people through stuff. You can be kind. You don't have to be a schmuck. Okay, you can always say no if it's not good for you so don't do things for others and then it torments you but if you can yeah just reach out be nice so for 2023 this is good grief by martin 100 day production massive respect to everybody and uh wishing you a safe and happy New Year's and 2024. Big thanks to Little Pedro, who also agreed to let me use their music, Scarminko, for the intro and the outro. And if you listen on at the back of this podcast, you'll hear the full song, Scarminko, written by Shim Daddy, Richard Slater, and Craig Watt, and played by Little Pedro. It was a warm sticky night in Aracifi town A sign read scum and coal, with an arrow pointing down The lids wafting out from their room within Turned a grey stony frown to a warm A dog smoking smolder, patch on one eye and a crow on his shoulder. She should ever wonder why Why they took a girl with a catch on her eye And a crow on her shoulder It's been a good grief by Martin 100 Days Production.